Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Star Bros podcast. An episode five years in the making, some would say, because tonight, what is it that we're talking about? Co-host, bro-host, Ben Skywalker. <laughs> well, bro-host, Jan Solo, we are talking about The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. This will be the last conversation on The Last Jedi we ever have, right? Maybe. No, Maybe. never. It's never going to end. It never should end because it was a great movie. Even And for you that didn't like it, it'll never end because you'll always talk about why it wasn't a great movie. So, like, the conversation will always continue. And, and but so tonight is special. What's this episode called? <laughs> Five years later, saltier than crate. Saltier than crate. Um, <laughs> because some people still are. And I, I tweeted that we were going to be talking about this episode. And that tweet got a lot of attention. But one of the things I mentioned was, can't believe it's been five years and we've been talking about it the whole time the whole so, time so I, I think it's fair to say it could be five years from now we'll come up with another punny name and we'll see it from a different angle a different perspective by the way our listeners should know that credit is due to you for this episode title me? not me you you came up with the punny name I know I'm like the king of puns over here, and I'm always I'm, the one doing it. But I'm not even a dad. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, you, you're uh, you've got a little Grogu, don't you? Somewhere in the house, I've, yeah, I do. Somewhere, yes. You, you've got Wrigley too, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're you're just a, a a dad of other creatures. All right. So I, yeah, a little bit of a dad joke. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited to talk about this topic. I can't believe it's been five years. I can't either. Can you tell our listeners where we were five years ago? Kind of recount the story. You're a good storyteller. Sure. Um, thank you for saying that. Uh, so five, five years ago tonight, we had already seen The Last True, because we saw it on the Thursday. We saw it on Thursday, December 14th, 2017. And a lot of buildup, a lot of excitement. We're, we're not that far away from The Force Awakens, and we're jumping into the middle chapter of the sequel trilogy, and, and it really kind of felt like, oh my gosh, I can't, can't believe we're getting another Star Wars movie around Christmas time, and how amazing is this? Yep. And an, an image that sticks out in my mind was getting to the movie theater, and at the movie theater, they had printed out, do you remember this? They printed out and taped up signs everywhere. Yes, I do. That said something to the effect of, by the way, spoilers, if you haven't seen The Last Jedi, <laughs> I would recommend you watch it and then Where come back and listen. <laughs> it said something to the effect of, at, at, I can't remember what time, at some point in the movie, it goes completely silent. There's nothing wrong with the sound at the theater. <laughs> Everything is working as it should. Enjoy the movie. Which, think about that for a second. We were one of the first audiences in all of North America to see it at that time. Yep. Yep. They preempted this. This is feedback that they got from other audiences, at least oh, yes. public ones. So yeah. there must have been something that happened in a private screening somewhere where people were like, hey, what happened to the sound? Screaming, throwing yeah. their popcorn at the booth. Yeah. And they just sent an email to all theaters around the country. Just put a sign up mm -hmm. if you don't mind so that you can avoid all the. Well, I mean, the, they end up having to pick up a lot of popcorn anyway, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember that. That's funny that that sticks out. I remember that as well. Um, another memory was we went out and had uh, dinner right beforehand. Um, and I think it was at Be Good was the name of the restaurant. Do you remember that? It was like the locally sourced foods and, yeah. and, and stuff. It was a I think it'd restaurant. be gone now. I think it'd be gone now too. Oh, that was, well, you were <laughs> on fire with Ouch. the dad jokes. <laughs> oh, but um, ching. Mm. uh, yes, 
that I think it'd be gone now. Um, but we did our, our little gift exchange. And I'm, for the life of me, trying to remember what you got me. But I remember what I got you. What'd you get me? I, don't I got you the BB-8 Funko. It was your very first Funko. Oh, yeah. That's that. Yeah, I still have that one. Do you remember what you got me? I don't. I don't either. I don't. I'm sorry. Did you get me? I got you. you... Me... Oh. I got what? you a brick. And I I wrote suck it on a post-it <laughs> note. And I, I, I taped it to the brick. <laughs> That's exactly what you did. And you just threw it at my face and you're like, let's go watch Star Wars. <laughs> no, I got you something. Pay for nice. lunch or pay for dinner and then let's go. I got you something nice. I don't yeah, remember I, what. I, I wanna say it was a book. Was it the was it the visual dictionary or was it the Oh, it art? could have been. It it could have been. I I wanna say it might have even been the art of The Last Jedi. Yeah, which was is a, out yet? Uh I think it kind of came out like right as the movie came out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's been five years, you know. I know what you got me for Force Awakens because I used it today. The umbrella. Because mm -hmm. the weather has been terrible today. Oh, yes. Hence why we were recording virtually. So, yeah, that one was used today, being put to good use. Nice. I can't believe you still have that. That's amazing. Your microphone just went out oh. again. Oh. Check that while you're getting that all checked out. Uh, we're... Well, let's get into some things. We've got a lot to cover. We've already kind of started with our second segment at the beginning here. Um, I'm assuming you're doing well, and I know we caught up before this, so I know you are. So how about we just jump into our first segment? Does that sound all right? That sounds great. Do I sound all right? No, you still got to fix that microphone, oh, man. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so while you're doing that, I will introduce, and, and it'll be really interesting to sound what, to hear what uh, this this per person in space sounds like. Um, I'll introduce our first segment. News from across the galaxy. How about now? Yeah, you're good. I'm good? Yeah. Can, can you do the jingle one more time then? No, it's already done. I don't want to confuse our listeners. It would be confusing. That's fair. News from across the galaxy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I was just trying to catch you off guard. Um, we've got some news today. There's yeah. There's been a lot recently, right? Th there's been a lot. There's a lot of um, kind of like stuff that's been building up for a while things that we've been getting excited about that now we know the release dates and so on but um a lot of it is kind of building up for the 2023 wave title wave of new star wars stuff yes yes so one of those uh title waves is the bad batch that's next mm -hmm. um we're all looking forward to that i think it was january 4th we found out that it's coming um we got the season two trailer i think since the last time we spoke yeah um and it looks fantastic the animation looks top-notch again um omega looks a little older mm. you notice that i did um, just i mean the others don't age that that much anymore we're nope. at that age where you just don't change much from year year to year but omega definitely does time is passing yep yep um a little bit time has passed a few things that stuck out for me from the trailer and i'd be interested if anything stuck out for you um the they tease like a heist for their freedom um, from their freedom from, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting her name. The Trandoshan woman. I can't um, remember either, but from the first season, dang our, it. Our, our friends watching and listening will know who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, it sounds like there, there might be a big heist that's involved. Um, apparently Wanda Sykes uh, voice is one of the, that character that's cool. in that segment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Rex has another mission for them. So we're going to get Rex back. Cool. Uh, there was talk about, um, more defecting clones, hmm. which was interesting. So that should be an interesting storyline. And then you had uh cross, uh, oh my gosh, crosshair. What's, um, 
I think that, oh gosh, what's his name? I can't, I can see his face anyway. Um, it talks about Tech? like them being traitors. You think it? Oh, okay, got it. No, it was, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, see, we need to go back and rewatch the first season of Bad Badge before we I do guess this. so. That's okay, yeah. Um, but my favorite, and I wanted to know if you you caught this, was the um, Gunji is back. And for those who don't know who Gunji is, uh, Gunji was in the first season or it was in um, Clone Wars and was the Wookiee Jedi. Yeah. And he's back and he's got yeah. a lightsaber. That was kind of exciting, right? Yes. So, and by the way, that, that came out right around the same time as there were, are they leaked photographs of the Acolyte? Have you seen that? Oh yes. There have been some leaked photos. You're right. And there's a, a, a Wookiee Jedi. Yes. And so I think a lot of people are still reeling from, um, no spoilers. A lot of people love Buriaga. <laughs> Yes, no spoilers. <laughs> and uh, so it was nice to see a couple other Wookiee Jedi like that. I, that's a whole branch of Star Wars um, movies, TV shows and stories that I could really get into. Yes, I'm excited for that. I, I kind of got really excited to see a Wookiee grab a lightsaber oh, yeah. again. Um, that's just always special. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Is there anything else that stood out to you? No, I think I think you hit all the, the main points there. So uh, January 4th is not all that long away. No, it's not. Um, we will cover that. I think what we did last time was we covered as part of the news just real quickly. Like, hey, that was a great episode. Let's move on. And then we did like a full season recap. We're going to yep. do that again because we want to get to some other topics uh, before Mandalorian season three comes out. So uh, what, what's our next to topic, that? by the way? <laughs> we usually tell people at the end. Let's tell them now to yeah. really get them excited for it. Um, we're going to talk about a topic that is not Approach very much in Star Wars, and that's death or 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 day to day life. I think or day to day life. We like to avoid it. Um. So Merry Christmas, reasons. everybody. Happy Hanukkah. The next episode is going to be about death and dying in Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> but more specifically, just how it handles it. And yeah, right. Like there's it handles it a little bit differently than other franchises would handle it. Yeah. Right. And 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 there's different cultural examples of dealing with death. And yeah. different experiences of death rituals and funerals and stuff like that. Um, hey, I hate to say this, but I'm I think we got to cover Andor again when we talk about that, right? <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. One of the best well, funeral scenes, well, like the funeral scene in all of Star Wars. But um, exactly, th there's there's lots of um, there's lots of I think reflection on on death and losing people yep. and, and and stuff like that. So that that's going to be our, our Christmas episode. So everybody yes. buckle up. Yeah, um, that'll be fun. Back to but the news. Back to the news. Uh, so an another fun thing coming up. Lego recently announced some of its new Star Wars Lego sets coming up next year. And a few that stuck out to me. There's a smaller one, sort of a little bite-sized guy. And it's Boba Fett and his microfighter, which is okay. his ship, but just really small. Like <laughs> just a little bit bigger than the little minifig guy. Um, I just built the bigger one. Yeah, very cool. Um, there's a Thai bomber that looks really, Ooh. really cool. Okay. Uh, excited about that one. Um, nice. and, and then there's like a little mob of clone troopers, hmm. which looks super cool. So, uh, uh, and these are all sort of like smaller, more affordable sets, which is great for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but like a little bit of a quicker build, a little bit smaller, um, maybe something that's like a little bit easier for, for younger folks. Uh, but just another... Another cool wave of Star Wars Legos coming our way very soon. I love a Star Wars Lego set. That's one of my favorites. Um, that's By exciting. Way, I, I, there's a um, an Instagram 
uh, personality, a girl who is a big time Lego builder and her thing is Star Wars and she loves different Star Wars sets. And she had this thing, she had this run in like the, the end of November or so every day her brother would be blindfolded and she would throw a Star Wars Lego set at him and he had to try to guess which one it was <laughs> by the impact. By the impact of it? Yeah. So Oh, that's terrible. He couldn't see and he didn't know when it was coming and then she'd throw it <laughs> and it would smack him and he tried to guess and he was wrong every time. Oh, yeah, because how are you telling it? Like, it just feels like you're hit, getting it, hit with a ton of bricks. Yeah, and I think if literally if he, he would have gotten it right, it would have ended, but he never got it right. So, um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, um, it's good. It's good. Well, I hope he's, I hope his face is okay. I hope he's okay. Um, but yeah, what else you got? So, uh, we got the Jedi Survivor trailer yeah. uh, for the second. Um, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm blanking now on what the uh, what it's called. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yes. Thank you. This is why I got you, man. Thank you. Um, and it's coming out March 17th. So we got a, a gameplay trailer with it. It looks fantastic. Um, a little bit of tease around the storyline. Is that St. Patrick's Day? That would be St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Huh. Yes. Yeah, so please don't drink that green beer or anything on that day. How about instead you go and buy Fallen Order? <laughs> yes. Uh, Way better for you. Yes, I would agree. Um, and yeah, so that, that's coming out. The only thing I'm disappointed in, and I knew this was going to happen. It's not like this was a surprise at all because it's, it's the era that we live in, not going to be released on Xbox one, not going to be, be released on PS4. It's uh, all going to be on the next gen consoles. I, so, I actually, I meant to send you and Chris a message to, to confirm my understanding of that because I didn't want to yeah. believe it. I, yeah. Um, and by the way, that I'm referring to, um, we have a group chat, a Broaxium group chat going, and and sometimes I bounce stuff off of you guys. Mostly we send memes, but I I, I just memes. couldn't believe I couldn't believe that it was just PS5. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I could. It's been what a year and a half since it's been released, almost two yeah. years. Yeah, I don't even remember when it was. It was like a holiday season, 2020 or 2021. Might have been 2020. Um, I think so. And uh, up, up until very recently, they were still really hard to get. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it it's a it was just a matter of time. It was yeah. about when they were going to make that decision. They've made it. So I got to decide if I'm getting one or not. I probably won't get one by March 17th is all I can say. Um, that's it, on my end. Uh, you, you got one more, I think, right? I've got one more thing, and it's a happy yeah, celebratory thing. So we, we just wrapped up our um, kind of like step-by-step -step recap of Andor. So if you're a big fan of that show, like many, many people were, and you haven't listened to our, our Andor episodes, do go check them out. We really enjoyed talking about that. One of the things that really stood out was the quality of Diego Luna's performance. Like he kind of did it all. Um, he had the whole evolution in his character. He played all these different sort of like action hero type angles on it. There was a lot of like deep heartfelt stuff and, he just did a dynamite job. And so it was really exciting to see this week that Diego Luna was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for his lead actor role as Cassian Andor in the Andor series. And we don't have to wait that long to find out how he does because the Golden Globes are in January, just a few That's weeks awesome. away. Yeah. That's, it's so well-deserved. And you know what? It's it's very, very ironic that he got that because we've talked about this. It's his show. But he's not the only character. It's not like it revolves around him. It's kind of no. It's ensemble. The story happens to him a lot of times, and it's 
it's a lot of people's stories. It's just as much Mon Mothma's story, I would say. Um, but he totally was just agree. fantastic in it. Yeah. And he drove it. Let's just be clear. Like, he did drive. The, it was all about um, how how the uh, rebellion forms, but how it forms kind of around him yeah. from his perspective. So, and, and how he incorporates these different perspectives of the people he meets, of the Nemics, and then his mom, mm-hmm. and so on. And But if you want to hear us opine more on that go back and check out those episodes but i'm I'm excited i feel like that's really well deserved i think he seems like a really good guy too when when you see him interacting with fans and stuff like that so you always like to see those guys get get the recognition too but totally agree a bunch of good news bunch of happy stuff excited i got one more i i just realized that i should have mentioned um and it's a bit of two parts together in terms of news um willow is out that's a lucasfilm property it's not star wars i know yeah. it's not star wars for news yeah um but it is out uh and as part of that news um you can find me on the cwk you? podcast me yes the coffee with kenobi podcast with dan Zare, one of my uh, favorites and ross holliman who runs fanta tracks um go check it out we talk about episode three of the willow series um i'm enjoying it so far i still got to sit down and watch the willow four i'll probably do that either tonight tomorrow something and uh i'm enjoying it it's not uh you know it's 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 not like what you expect out of star wars you know it's not the same just because lucasville made it doesn't mean it's it's uh the exact same thing it's much more of a coming of age fantasy kind of thing it Mm. i i feel like i get lord of the rings and harry potter vibes as i watch a princess yeah i get some of that it's very different. So have you have you got the chance to start it yet? I saw the first two episodes. And, you did? Okay. Yeah, and really enjoyed them. And Warwick Davies, always like him. Happy to see him in anything. Um, didn't realize that his daughter is in it. Yeah, that's, really, that's really cool. That's special, but, right? Yeah. I, and I, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't realize it was a Lucasfilm property until it came up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And, and then I, I finally connected the dots because I hadn't, I hadn't watched it in so long. But... It, very cool, very cool fantasy story. I'm into yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So check it out. Um, I think it's going to mix reviews everything, but <laughs> it's super cool that you got to be uh, on with uh, those guys. Like it uh, was a pleasure. It was a blast. Um, I've been going to uh, the live session for quite a while um, with CWK Live, uh, and you know, listening the, to the podcast and everything. I've really just enjoyed it. It's. Uh, it's been a lot of fun participating in that and so to be on it was an absolute honor so um maybe one of of uh, other times to come um but you know if you are looking for another one that you like another good star wars podcast um make sure to go and support them yeah it's terrific um that's all i got i'm done sorry no no problem <laughs> um shall we get into the main part of the show shall we we shall okay should we do this Let's do it. And I'll, nope, I'll turning back now. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, we're just, uh, we're going one way. We're not going back. And this part is called more to the story. Dun, 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 dun. And where do we start? I don't where know. Do we, where do we begin with last Jedi? There's so many places you could begin with this. Um, I mean, here's what we are going to talk about. We are, we've already talked about our experience kind of leading up into uh, it. We're going to give it our review. We've been putting this off for a while. I've, I've wanted to cover this topic since we started this podcast, but it just didn't feel right until, until we got to the fifth anniversary and kind of had a reason to, to bring it up. Um, but we'll talk about some of our favorite parts in it. We'll talk about, uh, you know, uh, you know how we've interpreted it, how it's kind of stood the test of time 
and get to some of the controversies at the end. Um, and to be completely upfront about it, look, if you didn't like it, please listen in. If you loved it, please listen in. Like we're we're not gonna, you know, we'll take our side on it, but we're not gonna make you feel bad for whatever side you're on. So yeah. Um, yeah. try to make this as fair and equitable as possible. <laughs> yeah, and, and and one of the things I was thinking about when we were preparing for the episode was some some of the scenes in the movie are very much left open to interpretation and your interpretation, your opinion of what you're seeing is a unique experience and it's a valid one. Yeah. When you watch certain interactions between Luke and Ray, certain things that just seem to be happening to Ray, we can dig into some of the specific ones, but I think Ryan Johnson very deliberately did not say, here's what that means. Yeah. This is the right answer. Yeah. And I think you zoom out, you look at the whole movie. That's the case. That's the, the same thing is true. There's yeah. no right answer. There's Your no right interpretation answer. is valid. If you didn't like it, th that's fair. Yeah. If you love it, if it's in your top two or whatever, that's fair. Yeah. It's all fair. <laughs> it's it's all fair. And I, I maybe I, not all. There were some reactions that were a bit over the top, but we yeah. can get like we, like chasing the um uh chasing some of the actors off social media no nope, not fair that's not a good thing to do um you know so there, we can draw the lines at certain places but like in terms of your opinion of if you like this or not you know there's there's been so much dialogue i think there's some of it that is fair um and we'll get to some of those exact examples later the one thing that kind of um always disappointed me a little bit was that if you did fall on the side that loved it mm -hmm. and fought for that love your love of it uh you know kudos to you but i feel like it brought it down in some people's eyes if they loved it and had a really positive reaction to start um all the discourse that followed was not positive enough for them to kind of keep it in that same um atmosphere you know which i always found a little bit disappointing for for those fans that that uh really wanted to love it you know yeah and i, I feel bad some people kind of went into hiding with you know not yes. wanting to engage on message boards on social media not wanting to talk about a movie that they really liked because they worried about kind of getting steamrolled what with, the backlash would be with, yeah. with the, the the trolls and the backlash and all that sad stuff and i I've, I've mentioned before that generally speaking we we have a really nice interaction with people online whether it's our twitter or whatever it might be the only times where i I've, I've had people be really unkind was when we've tweeted or written comments or in any way mm. been kind about the last jedi you mean on social media on social people media were unkind can you believe it can you believe hiding it? behind their anonymity come on that doesn't happen <laughs> it happened <laughs> It it was shocking at some points how how much people wanted us to be wrong and feel bad about having the opinion that we enjoyed the movie. And it, all these years later, too, by the way, right? It's it's not even that they felt that way. It was how how long that people have been harboring some of these emotions. Right. Let it go. It that let, that that's too we much. We all need to let it yeah, go. Yeah, it's On too much. Sides. Totally. It's a lot to be carrying around for five years straight. Yes. Um, yeah. but I, I think, uh, I think, I think what, I think there's an interesting parallel here. So, I don't know. Maybe we're jumping into it. Um, 
a few years ago, I, I read a book by a guy named William Dereshowitz where he he was a English professor and he wrote about how he only liked like really snooty kind of like high art type books. Okay. And how one of his friends wanted him to read uh, Pride and Prejudice and some other Jane Austen books. Okay. Which are are sometimes considered chiclet from the 1800s. Okay. And so he's not like, today, on. right? <laughs> I, I not 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 so much today. But, yeah. But back then it was it was something it was like the romance novels, like um, you know, not the typical stuff that that dudes would read. Sure. And, and he said that he was reading something, and he realized like, oh wow, this is this is like actually really entertaining, and it's well written, and it's kind of cool, and you know, I'm a little bit embarrassed that I'm reading it, and whatever. And he said one of the characters in one of the Jane Austen books was really pretentious and kind of like snooty and like too good for everybody and whatever. And he said he he felt like it was kind of like holding up the book was like holding up a mirror to him of mm. like, you're so snooty and pretentious. You almost didn't enjoy this book, just like this mm. character in the book mm-hmm. and how when he let go of a lot of that, then he was really able to enjoy it. And, and, and that mm. that came to mind for me when. There's a scene in the movie, and I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll jump around here a little bit, but Luke is talking to Ray, and he's talking about the Force, and he's talking about how it doesn't belong to the Jedi. Right. And how vain that is almost to assume that, oh, only the Jedi know the way, and only only the, the only way that you should be interacting with the Force is, is as a Jedi and and so on. And and for me, it was almost like, but that's kind of holding up a mirror to some of the haters of the sequel trilogy and of this movie who are like, this is the only way. And Hmm. here's one of the, the one of the characters of the whole saga telling you that's not right. Yes, there's merit to it, but you can't just hold on to that thing for dear life and say, this is the only way it can't be any other way. Like we, we, we were the only ones who have access. Luke is only supposed to be one way. And, 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 and for me, that was kind of a, a moment of like, Oh gosh, like, the, this was sort of the rebirth of this, the 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 story through the sequel trilogy of there's a lot of new opportunity here and things are going to change and this is not the trilogy that I grew up with and and to me it felt like evolution and for a lot of I know for mm. some people it felt like you're you're killing my childhood hero. Well, I think it's important to let's talk about the Luke piece a bit um, because there there's a lot of we'll get. So some of that controversy that surrounded the um, interpretation of his character. And there's a lot of things that Mark Hamill specifically said about how at first he wasn't on board with the interpretation at first at first. At, and that, well, that quote gets uh, cut off a lot. No, he said at first, and then there were more comments. Like there has been a lot of discourse and people spinning things out of proportion, whatever. Um, but I think what was really clear to me about the story that Ryan Johnson was trying to tell in this movie was that this is a story about, a lot of our heroes and in Luke's case specifically what happens when the hero loses their way and how he lost his way and if you put yourself into his shoes right he's he's had to carry the mantle of being the hero for a long time for being the one that um the, the kid on the farm the unassuming kid who who just days prior was complaining about how he couldn't hang out with his friends is thrust into the hero role, destroys the Death Star, and everybody in the galaxy knows who he is. That's mm-hmm. a huge turnaround. And to not think like 
what are the what is the psychological impact to somebody when that happens and like yeah. like he he went through that he he took on that mantle and he had to deal with some really heavy stuff like the reveal of his father and then the, the subsequent death of his father and and yep. all and then starting up the the jedi order and being alone being the sole jedi in the entire galaxy basically and trying to recreate them and that's what this this is about it is all right he he's lost all that he is literally now the last jedi and i mean at the end he says i will not be the last Jedi," but like well that's later um and what does that do to him not to mention how the how his psyche is impacted by everything that's happened with ben solo and like he talks about leia when he, he chokes up when he says her name like i have betrayed her he feels such deep shame so deep that when he's talking to Ray about the event, he leaves out a key detail about why he confronted him and that he was the first one to ignite his lightsaber. He leaves that out because mm. he's feeling shameful about it. This is the story of how a hero has lost his way and how he comes back to become the hero again in one last heroic effort. If we look at it through that lens, I think it's a beautiful, awesome story. But to your earlier point about what Ryan Johnson was trying to achieve, he was trying to let you kind of interpret it, figure that those things for yourself. He didn't want to just tell you all that up front. He wanted you to figure that out. And I don't think I, I don't think everyone has gone as far to to figure that out. And maybe that's where some of the controversy comes from. Mm, yeah. Here's a soapbox back. I'm done. <laughs> that's okay. I think we're going to be trading the soapbox back and forth we will. a little bit tonight. But but um, is that fair? Do you do you agree with that? Do you think that's I think that's I think that's fair. Like my 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 opening statements were, you know, along the lines of every interpretation I feel like is 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 unique and that people experience the movie differently and it's totally valid. And I think yeah, I think Ryan Johnson wants that. I think he doesn't want to tell you it's this. I think he wants you to kind of feel your way through it and have an experience and 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 that was so mine aligns a bunch with yours and I think in some other ways it's a little bit different, but that that feels right. I think it's also a little bit of like the journey inward. You take Luke away from the rest of the galaxy and put him on a deserted island. He really kind of goes inward with that shame, with that guilt. Mm -hmm. It with, builds. It builds. And he's just sort of in his head and he's sort of just going, um, kind of closing himself off literally from the force and just going inward. And I think he, he, he meets Ray who is similarly on a journey inwards, but hers is not because of something that happened. Um, not, not, not quite as much. She's trying to kind of figure out, well, who am I? What, yeah. Like, who are my people? And, um, and hopefully this guy, Luke, that I've been hearing stories all about is the guy to help me out. Yeah. And, and he can give me an identity maybe. And, yeah. And, and, and maybe he can find my, even though he's sort of lost, uh, maybe these two lost souls can kind of help each other find their way, but, but both of them have to take some kind of journey inward and, and figure something out for themselves and yeah, reconcile something painful and, and, and um, fill in some blanks in Ray's case of like, who am I, where'd I come from? You know, what does that mean for me and my future and so on? Um, and so when, when Luke offers to train her, I think he's he's giving her a massive opportunity and that he's helping her you know take on some type of identity that is is uniquely hers mm -hmm. and 
it's interesting that and right, we're jumping around all over the place. <laughs> it, it's interesting how quickly she sort of connects with the dark side and, and how that starts to creep in and things like that. But there's a lot of Which stokes Luke's fear up again. Right. Because yeah. like, he's already dealt with this once before and doesn't want to deal with it again. It's part of the reason why he doesn't want to train her. He doesn't believe in himself to be able to train her. But when he sees that she could go down the same path, his his last Padawan went down. Mm-hmm. He's scared. Yeah. He's pr- probably traumatized from that experience. That That's the type of thing that sticks with you. And, and yeah. so he, he, here it comes again, potentially. But um here's another thing uh before maybe we go down down that path too far here's another <laughs> thing that, that's interesting i think about movies books stories where there's a lot of room for interpretation is i think at different points in your life you go and you, you revisit them and you maybe see them a little bit differently and experience them a little bit differently and yeah. i feel like i had a very different experience in in like one specific before and after and how so I, you got a couple examples maybe yeah i because I did too. For 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 one thing, I'll, I'll just say very quickly. I think this is probably the Star Wars movie I've watched the most over the last oh, few years. Okay. Oh, just the last few years, not ever. Not not ever. Just, okay. Just like since I've owned a copy of it, since I've had Disney, I think it's the one I've watched the most. I'm I'm not okay. sure. I haven't I haven't kept track, but it feels okay. like it's the one I've thrown on the most. And I I have. A different experience watching it now post lockdown post pandemic oh related to that interesting okay and i did than i did before yeah hmm. and, and and i think for me i think it's it's that journey inward thing i think the idea of luke being on a deserted island like mm-hmm. he was the galaxy's social distancing champion <laughs> um there were there were memes to that effect um <laughs> Social distancing before it was cool. Before it was cool. But yeah, I mean, like, so the lockdown was a hard time for a lot of people. It was kind of a heavy time and people, um, people. Can lived... I, can I say God. something on that real quick? Sure. Um, the, the one thing that I really think is interesting is because of all the shame that I mentioned that he was experiencing is that, yes, he does go to this remote island and he cuts himself off from the world. But then for an added measure, he cuts himself off from the force. And mm-hmm. he does that specifically because he knows that there are some people who could reach out to him through the force. So he decides, I I, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Cut myself off. Um, and And I find it very interesting that the very moment he connects to the force again, who responds? His sister. Leia. And and I think that's deliberate. I think her she, you know, she didn't pursue the path of the Jedi, but I don't it we know she didn't lose touch with the force. And I wonder if No, she we kinda, see that in the movie, yeah. We see that a few times. Um and I wonder if if she made sure to never let go of it so that the day that he did reconnect with the force, she could reach out to him. Oh gosh, that that that's a really good point. So that's a totally- she was unconscious and she did it. That that's a totally different version of like um they're they're both they they've both got their sort of like obsessive behavior of like no 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 Luke is cut off from everybody, he's not letting anybody in. And meanwhile, she's reaching out constantly with hope. Yes. But but it's also like, like that can be really painful, like that longing of like, oh my gosh, like will I ever, you know, find my person? Yeah. She's she's basically set the equivalent of a uh a camera up in the middle of the forest and set Field it to cam, take a, a trail picture cam. as soon as exactly a trail cam. Like as soon as something crosses its path, take a picture of it. Like and that's he's what put she's on extra doing. camouflage. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> he knows where it is and he won't pass by it. We're um, in Pennsylvania. Like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but not Pennsylvania. We're not uh, in Pennsylvania. You're right. Uh, I wonder if people in Pennsylvania find that offensive. Maybe. I hope not. We say hope it with not. love. If we totally do. I love that area, actually. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah. So I, I, I've had a different experience kind of after the whole pandemic, after being in lockdown for a while and, and all the heavy stuff that went with that. Um, watching the scenes where Luke is on Octu and uh, Ray's trying to kind of get him to come out and reintegrate back into the world, as many of us have had to do, like in the last year mm-hmm. or so, mm-hmm. and um, how painful that potentially is. And, you know, it's so painful for Luke, he basically dies. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there, there's just like a lot of, I think. Are you going to be uh, laughing about death at our next episode, by the no, way? No, <laughs> no, that that is serious. Yes, no laughter now. Um, th- there's probably going to be some dark humor in the next episode, I'm assuming. Probably. <laughs> but 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 that all, all that makes me think, okay, in another five years, depending on what's happening in my life or happening in the world, I might see The Last Jedi differently. I might get something different out of watching it. Yeah. And to me, like, that's a really cool experience like that. that That's a really cool way to think, wow, this this movie has some real staying power. So I don't yeah. know, you know, thinking back to 2017 versus 2022, are there different experiences that you have watching this movie? Are you are there different feels that you get? Um, not necessarily different feels. I'll say like one of the things that I've always, like I mentioned, I struggle with is, uh, you know, I know all the criticism that's out there and people have found everything to nitpick about with it. I, I remember someone telling me that they can't even watch the throne room scene, the, the fight in the throne room. And I went, that's the best part. Don't ruin that for me. Don't ruin from that, that part. For it's, me. Amazing. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. And well, that's like, my oh, opinion. It's my, opinion. yes. Yeah. I, I, but I loved it. I was so like, just goosebumps, like over the moon watching that. Like I'll put that, just that scene on repeat uh, and get that feeling again every time. And someone's like, Oh yeah, the choreography is terrible. If you watch, it looks like they're, they don't know what they're doing. I'm like, like and now uh, <laughs> I, I I can't watch it without thinking about that criticism. So I struggle with that uh, on a lot of watches. Um, I was hoping I wouldn't this time around, but I was. Uh, hmm. And I think that's that's unfortunate. And I I'm hoping that is like I'll say this though, when I wasn't thinking about it from a podcasting perspective, the last time I watched it, which I think was actually the end of last year with my father in law, hmm. um, and he hadn't seen it for the first time. I had a completely different experience because hmm. I was watching it very fresh. I was just enjoying it casually just having a good time wondering what he was thinking and we got to the end of it he's like i don't i was surprised he said this like i didn't he's like i don't remember any of that i don't know how i missed that movie that was phenomenal wow okay cool casual fan who's four years later to finally decide to sit down and watch it Uh, like unencumbered by all these all the discourse around it isn't that nice and that was his reaction very cool what a pure way to react. And I wish I could just bottle it up. And like, that's, yeah. that's what so many people I remember experienced when they walked out of the theater. I talked to people at work who were like, what do you think of it? One conversation particularly, he goes top two movies, almost all time, at least in star Wars though. And I went, hmm. that's kind of where I feel, you know, that it was just that good. Um, it's not that's high on my list now, but that's, that's not with a few rewatches. That's just like, okay, where do I finally feel this shook out? Yeah. But, that was the reaction people were having on out of that, the gates. That's super cool. Um, 
Well, let's talk a little bit about like the actual group. movie. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the movie a little bit. Yeah. Um, but maybe let's talk about some of the qualities of the movie very quickly. Sure. I, so I went back and I looked at what was this nominated for, if anything. And it it really, and I was surprised by this because maybe because I've only seen it in the theater, I think a couple of times, and I don't have like a, a serious like home theater setup. So I'm missing out on something. A lot of sound uh, nominations and wins. Mm. Best sound editing, best sound effects, etc. Um, How much of that was because of the light speed maneuver scene? Pro- probably a meaningful part of it, right? But they're, they're, like they're, the absence of sound. <laughs> yeah, the absence of sound. Um, so, so that that was kind of cool. I, I didn't pick up on that, but um, a lot of people really loved the visuals. A lot of people thought of this as like a visually stunning movie. The way that Ryan Johnson used color, the mm. way that um, he plays with light, the just kind of like the tone or texture of like the the like the way the people's skin looks like things like that. Like it has a, a very distinct look. It doesn't look like it the does. movie before it or after it. It, it really does. stands out. And so I agree. Some people did not like that, but some people said, gosh, it looked beautiful. I just hated the story. I've so, heard very few people say that they don't like the way it looked like they, they talk about how it's one of the most visually stunning movies and they'll never back off of that. Like, that's like the one thing they do give it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I agree. I think I've seen a lot of people who um, will give it that or a lot of people who say, yes, this this is something that's special about it, plus all this other stuff. But um, so I think there there's there's a wonderful score. Loved the score. Mm-hmm. Drove around listening to it for weeks and weeks and weeks when when I got my hands on it. I'd listen to the throne room scene just to get the goosebumps again and picture it in my mind again before oh, wow. I could just like, like when you're own the when movie. You're, getting ready for work in the morning or something well, maybe not that that way but like just randomly like oh i need to listen to that well yeah. it was like on my mind in the car or something yeah yeah so i think sound the the visual experience um and another thing that i, I just thought was really done very well visually was uh the tree the the mm-hmm. um the tree burning Yoda appearing, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like it just, it, it like it has a very specific look and feel that just makes it stand out from from all the other movies. So yeah, you, you've got all that going for it. It's instantly recognizable. Like if there's a scene from it up on the screen, like most people don't have to go, which one? Which one is this? Which yeah. Star Wars movie? <laughs> like you instantly know. Um, but I think where I heard the most criticism from from early on was stuff about the story. I don't like the story. I don't like this twist. I don't like this character arc, whatever. Yeah. So maybe and we can dig into that. Let's let's do that. And I think it's important to remember, like this is a three act play, like all, all things really are. Um, act one, if there's any criticism, a lot of what falls apart for people is in act one. There are they're just moments that don't click for people. And, and it's a very long act. It takes up a, the majority of the movie. Mm. Um, it's over an hour, at least it feels in some ways. Um, I, I kind of feel like act one ends as soon as Ray leaves the planet. That's, that's kind of when it ends for me. And you think of like, that happens well over an hour into the movie. It's yeah. a long movie. Um, there's a lot that happens in there where, you know, the controversy starts. And if you, if you get lost there, you know, and, and frankly, there are some plot holes, but if you get lost there, 
um, you're going to struggle through the act two and three where frankly, it's almost immaculate how, yeah. how, uh, how well yeah. those two acts come together. But it's, I think it's act one. Um, one of the, and, and frankly, there's a couple of things that don't work for me. And a, a couple of them were one Hux's first line. I heard it and I felt it was, he says, I have direct orders from Supreme leader to Snoke himself. It always felt a little forced uh, in that moment. And so, but is it going to pull me out of it? No, but it was like the one thing. And then as soon as he delivers the line after that, and he gets into the joke about his mom and, and with the, uh, with Poe calling it like, mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. back into it. I'm loving this. I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. having a good time. So small thing, move past it. Um, the other one was also in act one when uh, Poe is like, he goes, they're having the conversation, Finn, Poe, and Rose trying to figure out, like, what do we do? They can track us through light speed. Um, we can't get in unless we we have, like, a, someone who can break codes. The code and breaker, po, yeah. The code breaker, right. And then Poe was like, he's got an idea, and it cuts to Maz Kanata. And I the thought I had was, wait, how does he know Maz? There's got to be some connection in the back. Like, they they know, like, how did he make that connection to her? It's so small, but it's, like, that's it's fun. Like the only thing I go, uh, I don't know. That's it's it. funny. It's funny you mentioned that because there's something in that scene that takes me out of the movie a little bit. What's that? Maz is in a shootout with, because of the union dispute. Or yes. Whatever. <laughs> but whatever, the camera is just on her face the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you're like, what? I and I'm wondering, <laughs> is, is she doing like a selfie the whole time? <laughs> or like, how, how does that work? Is, is is something following her around? Does she have like a GoPro? Like, she, no, no, no. You know what she has? What? She has Lola. Lola's floating around and just. She has a little Lola. Maybe. Maybe. You can make it work. But. Right. It, it, it's, it's one of those. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where um, people will pick something small from a space opera movie and go oh, that, does, that doesn't work for me and it's like the yeah. aliens do the light swords do the, <laughs> like everything else is fine all of a sudden this doesn't work and like I, I i do that back to myself too i'm just like yeah i i can't i can't let this take me out of it like i said the little plot holes that and enough can pull you out i i can understand that but again yeah we're kind of we're kind of going into like the things that we it's it sounds like we're being critical we're we're just kind of identifying these things but gosh there are moments in this i already mentioned a few let me tell you this mm -hmm. um did you know or if you think about it the last jedi it does something that um it only has in common with episodes three and four any idea what it is i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking for the sake of our listeners i'll start giving it to you yeah, please. <laughs> They're like, it went silent. What happened? Um, it starts with immediate action. It, mm. like, you, you go right into the war. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of like that. That's one of my favorite things about episode three, where you've got that drum beat and, and you know, you start yes. kind of going in, flying in with the, the um, uh, was it, are those A-wings, I think? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Flying in with those two, uh, with Obi-Wan and, and Anakin. And it's all quiet, and then they go on the other side of the the um, the star destroyer. Basically, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but um, and there's just a huge battle going on above Coruscant. Yep, so cool. That's almost what happens in this. Yeah, just join right in the middle of the action, right in the middle of the evacuation, and it's like you are thrust into it. That really 
works for me. And I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, you're right. I think we, we've touched on a couple of things that, uh, caused us to at least pause for a second and ask some questions, but I really liked, so that, that Hux line didn't stop me. For example, I really liked out of the gate, the action that we got. Um, and, and just the whole mini story that we got with the bomber and the yeah. dreadnought and page um, and page and that mm -hmm. whole thing. And that sacrifice right off the bat. Um, and then, you know, we come back to it later and, and, you know, Le Leia and, um, others are perhaps upset about Poe's brashness and him, you know, yeah. getting getting some people killed and so on. Um, so, like, it's it's a consequential big opening sequence with a lot of action, and yeah, I, I, I it's just it's interesting to see the rebellion that doesn't have a whole lot of resources, people, and so on, making big brash moves right out of the the first few minutes of the movie. So, I, I like yeah. how it starts. I, yeah, I like, and I, good. I, I like jumping into the action and I kind of going back to what I was saying before, the visuals, the music, the sound, the 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 light and all that stuff. Like it's just also I think one of the prettier battle scenes. Honestly. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um I would I would say that the episode three was probably one of my the the prettier, like is there's just that, a that's lot number of color. one for me. That's number <laughs> right? one for me. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, maybe followed by crate, you know, with it's just white and red, but it's so cool. Like the, the going through the caves and yeah, oh, and, I love and, that. And that's one I think too that they used pretty significantly in the lead up in terms of like the billboard marketing, art, mm -hmm. the marketing, the posters. Uh, I remember being in Orlando, Florida, just before the movie came out, and being uh, somewhere near Disney and seeing a giant, gigantic crate scene billboard and yeah. just being like stunned by it just yeah how, how cool the contrast of the red and the sand and uh and so on so yeah a, a lot of the, a lot of the action is not just like gratuitous action like it's you, you take a picture and it's just visually stunning yeah and something special about that it's very cool yeah uh i totally agree um I, I want to ask you a question about the humor because I've already sure. mentioned one of the lines that still works for me. Um, and that's the, the whole, you know, I want to talk to Hux about his mom, like that whole scene. Um, one of the other, and this was a big controversy was uh, Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder. Mm. Remember um, the buildup? Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. like a couple of years, people waiting to see what would happen. <laughs> what would he say? What would be his first runs? We we speculated. And remember, speculation was what did this in for a lot of people. Yes. The yeah, over yeah, speculation. Yeah. We yep. speculated about what would he say? What would happen? And when he threw that lightsaber over, so we all went, that was not on anybody's list. Mm -mm. Um, I watch it now. I, I laughed in the theaters. I was like, that's funny. Um, what's going on? But when I watched it this time, I didn't laugh anymore. Mm. And it isn't because I didn't think it was funny anymore. I got that it was played for humor. And it doesn't mean that it didn't work for me. Um, I I just kind of thought about it as, uh, you know, I, I guess confused. I was confused is what I was like, wait, why did he just do that? I felt what Ray felt, this confusion. That I was just about to say that. Yes. Yeah. A, a lot of people then said, Oh, well now I'm mad about that and confusion can cause anger, but you're, I was just more like, huh, perplexed. And like, I know how mm -hmm. it's going to end, but like, um, that confusion is more the feeling I get with it now, which is, 
maybe a factor of not having to wait two years to see it anymore. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, just throwing that out there. But I, did I, you, humor-wise, was there anything that like was still really funny or just didn't work for you? Not not that didn't work for me. Um, and, and that was something that I think, again, took some people out of the movie, as some things might. But I... I I liked it. I I thought I loved it. I, I thought it worked well. I, I I liked um, like when we first run into Luke, like things are pretty bleak and kind of dark, and you feel bad for him, and you're like, where where's the Luke Skywalker we grew up with? And so I'm thinking when Luke and Ray have that confrontation, she finds she finds the um the ancient Jedi texts, mm-hmm. and he's like, who are you? And they have remember they have this whole dialogue. And yeah. she said, I'm from nowhere. And he's like, nobody's from nowhere. And she <laughs> says she's from Jakku. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty much nowhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's still funny. <laughs> it's still funny. It's still, it's still funny. And, and, um, and it, it felt good to see Luke crack a joke because it seems like he's not in a great spot. And so to see like some of his personality come through and, um, there's like a youthfulness to like, you know, joking around stuff like that. See that, see that come back. Like, I, I love that. Like it, it made me feel, um, it, it, it was an, a nice lighthearted moment that made me feel like we were reconnecting to the original character that we really loved from the prior movies. But so it didn't, it didn't, it didn't take me out as much, um, that the whole thing, the whole thing with Poe and Hux is basically a prank call. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yes. <laughs> and, and I think, I think any civilization with any means of communication will at some point devolve into pranking. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and it's just, it felt very Poe. Yeah. So I, you know, that, that, that didn't bug me at all, but I, I remember like um, the first night we saw it again, December 14th, the, the Thursday sneak preview, I, there was like a little bit of tension when there was some, some joking. There was tension in a lot of stuff, yes, and you there was trepidation, as I feel yeah. what I, I would classify it as, because maybe we just started hearing a few things out there, but we we heard like we started hearing the polarized reactions to it, and so we yeah. just didn't know what to walk in with. Um, and, and you know, I think on our it was like I couldn't tell what side of the theater we were on, but I felt like I was on the side of the theater maybe because I heard my own laughter, but we were, we were on the side that like enjoyed it a little bit more, you know. <laughs> I, th- um, I think, yeah, I think by and large people did. Um, yeah. But there were some things that felt like maybe a little bit different or out of character where it's it's hard to explain, but you can kind of feel people in the room tense up a little bit, not laugh. And yeah, yeah. When it's a Which sold out the- theater and you're, sh- you're, you're shoulder to shoulder with people next to you, like you kind of, you pick up on that a little bit. And so some of the funny moments, I was surprised people weren't laughing, but they were instead sort of clenching up a little bit. Um, but no, can I-, I, I liked a lot of that stuff. Okay, that that's awesome. Um, let let's uh, let me ask you another thing. Um, well, and, and kind of share kind of one of the things I really like too. I I really like how every movie, and it starts with Empire Strikes Back. Um, every movie kind of makes an attempt to explain what the Force is and mm. talk about it in a certain way. Um, even the Obi Wan series that we got just recently, right? There's the whole dialogue between Obi Wan and and Leia about how the force is like a light and yeah um, and you know how do you feel when when it's dark and the light goes on like it's peace you know like different ways of describing it ryan decided to take this this uh great allegory almost or a great 
uh, maybe that's not the right word, but analogy, he focused on the balance of the force. And the whole movie really is about balance. Um, powerful light, powerful dark, as Luke says. Um, and you have that, the whole Ray kind of going through what she sees and she sees, uh, you know, she saw both life and then death and then um, peace and then violence and, and the juxtaposition of those words. And like in the middle of it all was balance. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, that to me was, I, I think it was a beautiful scene. I love the way it was filmed and showed all those different um, kind of montages put stitched together. Um but it it kind of it, it just really works for me. Um, it, any reactions to that? Any any thoughts on just the way the force is kind of described? Yeah, I, I like the different take on it from some of the other stuff we'd seen, and I like the last few years how we've been getting, like you mentioned, Kenobi. Definitely in the High Republic, we're getting different takes on what the experience of the force is like. That and, exactly, and and again. I, I think it's an individualized thing. And I think these different takes are all valid. And I think it's just one more reminder of like the unique experience of like what people have when, when they watch this. But I think it's also like, you know, people talk about how the the last Jedi is kind of cut off from the rest of the saga and, you know, they had to fix it and all that stuff later on, which I think is nonsense, but it's also foreshadowing who Ray is ultimately mm-hmm. in the story. Right. That, the the ray that we know up until this point is lovely and and you know good hearted and kind and uh, mission oriented and so on, but that's not what we find out to be her origin story. And so there is this tension within her, and I think what's kind of playing out outside of her, her Kylo kind of being pulled together as these supposedly polar opposite sides of the force. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really more like the throne room scene where it's like, no, the there's these two sides inside of Ray and that darkness is potentially going to win over, or maybe the light is potentially going to win over. And it scares Luke a little bit to see that darkness because, um, because of all the different things that you mentioned, but it's, it's all available within her right now. And it's sort of being, brought to the surface to sort itself out so so it's interesting that you say that because one of the i wrote down in two different instances uh you know because there is that whole criticism of of you know the rise of skywalker trying to fix the last jedi and you talked about that and one of the things was like ray's lineage and there are a few instances where i was like you can really easily tie this back to palpatine um and one of them when she when she finally comes clean and she's like, wait did did you think me. that did you think that before Rise of Skywalker? No, uh, uh, no, I okay. didn't. Okay, no, that's a, no, I didn't. I w- okay, I would have been pressed. No, <laughs> as I was watching this time is when I was like, oh yeah, this works. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay, um, sorry. And one of them was where uh, she's like, something inside me is awake, and I'm afraid. She mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. I'm afraid. That's a you know, characteristic of the dark side. I almost felt like it was Palpatine, you know, doing his thing, kind of stoking that, that fear within her, letting it finally awaken within her so that he can uh, start realizing his dastardly plan. You know, that worked for me. And that's where my mind went. Another one was in the scene I just mentioned um, where uh, 
you know, she's talking about the, she sees and the balance and everything. And all of a sudden she sees the darkness and how it's offering her something and it's calling to her. And now he's not, she's not resisting. Palpatine came to mind again. It's like just stoking that flame a little bit, trying mm-hmm. to, to, to get the dark side in her to, uh, you know, awaken. Um, and yeah, the, just, I guess I was just finding little connections to how it worked and tied in well with rise of Skywalker and where we eventually go with her yeah. lineage. And it, and it does work. Um, but yeah, I, I like the whole balance thing. I like the, I like the visuals with the tile work on, on the floor. Um, e- even the Island itself feels like it's like the physical embodiment of like on the surface, it seems like green and serene and, and yeah. um, alive. And then you sort of dig into it and, and underneath the surface, there's this darkness brewing. And um, yeah. So uh, like, liked all that stuff. Um Hey, talk to me about some of what we see later on in the movie with Luke. You mean where he comes back? When he comes back. Yeah. When he on crate? On crate. That sounds like a good place to go next. Um, yeah, the the whole scene with him, yeah, coming back, the timing of it to me was the most important. Mm. They had just fought with the very few that remain. And that's the hard part about watching this. You're just like watching the rebellion getting picked off one by one. Their last resources slowly to plan, um, just diminishing and uh, depleting yeah. until they have nearly nothing left. They go out there with 13 skid steers. And then there's a bunch of people that are also shooting from the, um, from the barracks, but there's not much of a, of a rebellion. Left. And then nobody responds. It's like, your hope is just going down the whole movie and all of a sudden it reaches rock bottom and who walks in but Luke. The timing of it was perfect. Mm-hmm. The beautiful scene with him and Leia was perfect. He walks out and confronts Kylo Ren and you're just confused the whole time. What is happening? He's letting himself be shot at. Mm-hmm. He's confronting him. He's what is happening? And and then eventually, you know, it's and, and by, revealed. And, and by the way, before we get to that, um, yeah. something that struck me odd the first time I watched that was Leia's reaction to him. Mm-hmm. It's very tender, but it's also very distant. Okay. And Explain. In the sense that you, you like, why wouldn't these siblings who hadn't seen each other in a long time, like, do that Hollywood thing where they, where they hug and he sort of picks her up and they spin around and her feet are off the ground and whatever. Um, They're old now. I can't do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that that's fair. No, um, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> you could still give each other a hug. I know a hug or something. And um, you know, it, I, I think, I think the, the connection with them was sort of reestablished. And I think Leia knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think Leia was almost like an accomplice in that plan at that point. Well, and maybe like he didn't want to. He's still feeling some of that shame or something, and and could and be like, some of that. Then there's just the practical reason of like, hey, we don't want the audience knowing <laughs> that like, he's an apparition, right. apparition, right? Right. Um, definitely. But but yeah, it just it made me though. wonder of like, wow, well, it seems like Leia has some awareness of what's going on here, and she's sort of in on it. I think she kind of realizes it when when he hands over the dice, and she realizes one, oh, this is reminding me of Han, and then yeah. two. 
She's like, I don't feel this. Like there's something going they're, on, you know, no, they're <laughs> not really there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something's happening. Got yeah, it. Yeah. All right. I know what we need to do. Um, yeah, but I loved that. I know that was one of those things where, you know, we were introduced to a few different force powers in this movie or, and, and this is one of them where like, how this, does this work? The, the, this is not one that Ryan Jan- Johnson came up with though, because yeah, I where was the first one. I, I remember, um, after the fact him tweeting pictures of, I can't remember what book it was, but he went back to some, some star Wars legacy. I, I don't know. Okay. But, but, but was showing people, look, that this is a force power that has appeared in other star Wars stories. It's not one I came up with. It's one that I love. I think it's really mm. cool. I found mm-hmm. it in this particular book. Yeah. So, um, he, he got a lot of heat for making up something that wouldn't work. And he's like, I didn't make it up. Here it is. Yeah, here it is, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, but that's the thing. Like, this is, it's always about exploring the extensive, what the force is capable of, really. And and that's the um, other thing. It's like, you know, don't don't put this, if it's this uh, extraordinarily powerful thing, don't put it in a box and say, it's only this and it's not that. And what, oh, it doesn't work that way. It only works like this. And it's like, well, you don't know. Yeah. You don't, you don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I don't know what you wanted to talk about with that scene, but I think what I when I think about that scene, um it's it's really it's really special for a lot of reasons. Um one is it gives Luke the ability to to die the hero. Um to That's show where I was going. Yeah. He has come back. Again, I said this at the top. This is a story about it's the trope of never beat your heroes for Ray. Um and frankly, sometimes Ray you need to save your hero. Your heroes need saving too. And that's a hard thing for Ray to do. And frankly, that's that's not something that's easily done. So I, I think that was what this was all about. The this, this story was like, how do you save Luke um, and help him become the hero again? Which is a trope that George Lucas loves. He always talks about how um, a lot of times the father is saved through the son. Or by mm-hmm. the son. Um, in this case, it's a father figure being saved in some ways by the daughter. But I think another thing is this is an opportunity to create Luke's finale in a heroic way that yeah. is self-sacrificial. Yeah. And, and, and that's that how this movie spark. opens, right? The movie opens with with the sacrifice. Right. With and and you know, and and then we come back to this other sacrifice here. Um, and in the middle we have Holdo with a sacrifice, a personal sacrifice. Oh, yeah, yes. So that that that's a theme throughout this story of selflessness in service of whatever this mission is. And we get to see Luke's finale. Like, that's pretty darn heroic. Mm-hmm. That's how, how Luke's story ends and preserves the opportunity for a rebellion. Yeah, I wrote down, Luke provides one more legendary spark to the galaxy. And this time he sacrifices himself to do it. Um, no one was listening to the broadcast that Leia was putting out there. But they'll listen to uh, the survivors of crate and they'll listen mm-hmm. to what Luke did. Yes. And you see that at the very end, like the, the, uh, the kids have got word now of what happened and they're, yes, reenacting I love it. that. I it's love beautiful. that. But that's the point. Yeah. That's the point of, of, of Luke, the guy who destroyed the death star. Look the, what he just did now. And we need to join this, this, uh, resistance and be part of it um love it so to me it's poetic it's it's it is great that's a good word for it yeah (laughs) yeah and and uh 
I know it's not the Luke you you always would have expected or wanted or preferred even. No, I don't I don't want him to go through this, but I also don't want him to just be the the guy that walks in, saves the day and walks out. Like th- there's no character development, there's no growth yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, this is is important that it goes this way, I think. Yeah, and I I think it's important to remember that there's what 40 years that pass between the the yeah 30 40 i thought it was 30 i'm just watching you do math right now it's fun <laughs> no I, I was actually um i wasn't doing math there's just uh, uh you know the monkey that plays the symbols <laughs> that was that was my thought bubble for a second there this but is, it's decades. past your bedtime <laughs> it is Decades have passed, and yes. this this is what happens with people. Their stories evolve. They they yeah. are at their core the same person, but things change around them, and you know maybe they interact with the world differently. And that, that's what happened with Luke, and I think finds his way back to himself. Yeah, at the end. and there and he's is, every bit as good as as we knew that he was. Totally agree. Um, you know there are so many storylines that we haven't even talked about yet in this movie. We could just go on forever about it i can tell (laughs) we Um, have for the last five years and we're going to talk about it again from some different angle and some different ways like maybe luke's death will come up in our death and dying episode next yeah maybe Um, has to right because it's one of the biggest ones it's Um, it's one of the main characters one of the main deaths i mean han leia and luke we got to talk about all three like the that's what the the sequel trilogy gave us was how do we deal with the passing of our beloved heroes from the original trilogy, right? <laughs> it's 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 the succession. It is the natural order of things. It's people, yes. um, and 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 it's a lot about people kind of rising up to take their place. Not to mention, I mean, we're getting into the episode now. Not not to mention that the whole dark side and Palpatine's mission is about trying to survive and conquer death. never conquer death, like to cheat death. Like yeah, that's his angle. Um, so that's a teaser for next episode. Um, 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 my, all right, but there's a, there's a lot we didn't discuss. We probably we didn't do the throne room scene dust justice. I've mentioned it a few times. It is my one of the best scenes in all the movies. Is what happens no with Snoke. Um, but I want to ask you a few questions. Sure. To, to wrap up, um, and we can kind of do these quick fire, like maybe a yeah. couple sentences to to kind of share where our view is and move on. But let's talk about some of the the things that um, we heard after the fact that people may have complained about. And just let me know if you think that there's fairness to mm. where people are or mm-hmm. if you don't think there's any base or if it's unfair. OK, um, so the first one, Leia Poppins. D- didn't bother me. Didn't bother you. OK, no, no. Um, I have I, I have thought about how the else that could be filmed so many times. I can't figure out another way. I I think when, when I re when I rewatched it this past time, um, I really kind of honed in on Kylo flying over the ship, almost pulling the trigger, not pulling the trigger, and then kind of how brutal it was to see him sort of cringe when there's the mm-hmm. impact and she gets sucked out into space and so on. Yeah. Um, she's she is not force trained but she's force sensitive like i i just i didn't it didn't bug me all that much plus it was our first real chance to see her use the force and so like that's cool to me and it was something extraordinary um Mm -hmm. and leia was extraordinary so not not too much of a surprise there yes agree um Um, 
can I, can I hit you with one? Sure. We, we, we do a little bit back and forth. I like um, it. Uh, people did not like the Yoda looked too much like a, like a cheap puppet. Some people thought unfair. That's what he looked like in, uh, Re- return of, uh, return of the Jedi return of Skywalker return of Skywalker. Yeah. I was like, I'm trapped between like nine, mo- three movies right now. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, see, what am I doing? Um, episode five. Empire Strikes Back. There yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it that, looks that, like. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that's what it right. is. You're right. I but loved it. So people didn't like it. Okay. I Fair thought enough. that was like a good nod to like, we could have done this in CGI, but we didn't. I love practical effects. Everybody Agreed. knows that. Yeah. And uh, that was my like grinning ear to ear moment when, yeah. when he popped up on screen. Yes. Agreed. Um, Snoke, should he have died? Uh... I mean, I thought Snoke was really cool. I wouldn't have minded getting more of him, mm-hmm. but I think the way that the story evolved and the action that we got immediately following his death was super cool. So it worked for me. So obviously worked for me. I think it's fair if you wanted more, if you felt like it sh- you know, should have gone a different direction or something like that, if it was fair. teased a ton and then all of a sudden the, he's like, he was made to look be all powerful and then just like that he's gone and dispatched i can understand if you don't like that but i much prefer what we got yeah okay that's kind of how i look at that all right your turn totally fair um canto bite feels too earthy and one of the things that takes people out on canto bite is when i think finn yells something about how the cops are there and and people didn't like the cops is a very human earth term i didn't even notice that actually never noticed that okay <laughs> i thought you were going somewhere else with that um i look i, I mean that, that was fair. that was one of the first things somebody said to me by the way was you know you and i talked about the last jedi but when i ran into somebody like i worked with or whatever and, and they mentioned it they were like i didn't need canto bite too, okay too, so that was too too my question for you was it pointless a lot of people have said the whole like the the whole storyline was pointless. I wouldn't say pointless. I mean, yeah, I I liked I liked a lot of what it gave us kind of indirectly. Of there's this whole thing of like the, these people got rich. Um, these are ill-gotten gains, you could say. Th- these yeah. are war profiteers. Um, that's the dark side of something you don't typically see in the Star Wars story. So I, I like being exposed to that. Um, mm-hmm. I love the Fothiers and I like, yeah, I, I think the thing with broom boys kind of cool. Yes. So that, that that's all there on Canto bite. Like I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. I like the whole like high society that is like war profiteering and things like that. Yeah. Um, I liked Rose's line of look closer. Yes. Like, what's wrong with this beautiful town? Look closer. She said that says. jumped out at me. Yeah. I love that. I love the line and I love the lesson from it. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, though, I don't think it's pointless because without it, I, I think it's, it's trying to teach us a really important lesson. Like, this isn't going to go the way you think. Our heroes are not going to win every battle. Our heroes mm-hmm. are not going to, like, it's going to magically go their way against all odds. Mm-hmm. That was the other one. Like, <laughs> when the odds are not in your favor, you don't win all the time, right? If C-3PO mm-hmm. was right there, he'd, he'd be like, look, we can't survive every time we fly through an asteroid field. Like we're not going to survive every mi- and like not every mission is going to go right, and that's all it was trying to do. And eventually, it does 
but it goes it goes right because of Holdo and her light speed maneuver. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I I think that's if you don't like it, I understand. So I'll call yeah. that fair, but I wouldn't call it pointless. Yeah, earthy. I don't know. Maybe me. Maybe yeah, it's it's familiar enough where you're like, yeah, I, I I know that there are places like that on Earth, but like, yeah, it, it didn't make me go. Why do we need this whole scene in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any more? I Nope. Maybe we can draw the line there. I'll I'll have uh, I have two more. Two more. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That's OK. Sure. Ray Ray is a nobody. I, I, I was I was totally bought into that. The yeah. from from the very beginning of uh, Force Awakens when we meet her, I was totally bought into that, and um, I think it's fair if you're not. That's all, yeah. you know. Yeah, especially yeah. because then we kind of flip the script a little bit later on. <laughs> so yeah. um, I think it's fair if you're not. But it worked for me in the moment, and it's worked for me how they they made it make sense with her being a Palpatine. Then, so I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hit you with one. Um, Raise a Mary Sue. How could she learn to be a Jedi in just a couple of lessons? Oh, how could how could Luke destroy the Death Star in just a couple of days after being a moisture farmer? Like, hey, like, I'm asking the questions here. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think she is. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, there, there's probably a few others, but there were so many. That's the unfortunate part. There were so many that people picked at. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we, we've kind of covered it. It's fair wherever you land on this. Sure. Um, we loved it and we continue to love it. I continue to love it with this watch. Um, and I can't wait to just watch it casually again. Yeah, totally. So um, it, we're, we're about to head into the holidays. I'm sure sometime like over Christmas or something, I'll probably throw it on one more time. Um, yeah. Enjoy it one more time this year. And uh, it holds up for me and I, I, I keep seeing new stuff and I, I just love it. So cool. hope you hope you guys love it too. And um, totally fair if you don't. And hopefully we haven't gotten you too worked up <laughs> talking about how much we like it. But if you didn't, that's that's fine. And and we're open to that dialogue. And you're welcome to let us know what you did or you didn't like about it. Um, maybe I can run through some of the places they they can find us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're we're on Twitter at Starburst Podcast. We're now on that that cool hive thing at Starburst Podcast. There's mm-hmm. a pretty cool little Star Wars community brewing there. You can send us an email and say, you guys are wrong about The Last Jedi. And <laughs> you can send us an email. Uh, we're at the Star Bros podcast at gmail.com. The Star Bros podcast at Gmail. And you can find us on Facebook. And, um, you know, if 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 you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment, subscribe. We're on the Baraxium channel. If you're listening to this, wherever it is that you get your podcast, because you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, just search Star Bros Podcast on whatever platform you like and, and you'll find us. And then just make sure to leave a review if you like what you're hearing. Um, let us know what you like and let us know what you want to hear more of. Or if you've got a cool idea for an episode, we're open to that, too. So exactly hit us up if you want us to talk about birth the next time. <laughs> the beginning of, of life. Yes, we can <laughs> bring it full circle. Um, we're going to start with death. We're going to go backwards to birth and and, and the beginning of life. Let's just watch The Lion King, you know, and call it good. <laughs> I love it. Life. That sounds great to me. Yeah. Um, well, no, the, the, thank you for going through all that. And I'll just say, hey, everyone, thank you again. Thank you for always being here. Thank you for your support. Thank you if you leave a review. Um, you know, it means a lot to us just to to have that support. Uh, thank you for sharing with your friends. Um, yes. You know, please keep doing that and uh, help that. help grow our, uh, our, our followers. You know, we... 
and and reach out we we don't want to just uh have followers for the sake of following we want to know who you are and, and have a chat so reach out and uh you know let us know what like Kayon said what you want us to cover next so thank you yeah. for everything have a wonderful happy safe holiday and may the force be with you no that's not how we end this thing how do we no. end this thing no but that's pretty nice i like how that's you're nice up. i think we do say something else though we do it is yeah. your turn to say it though i think we say it's a wrap yeah <laughs> <laughs>